Well, like they say, fifth time's a charm. I've finally become attached to Demon Slayer. We'll talk about that as we talk about the last 13 episodes of Season 1 this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody. How are you? Last cast of 2021. Chris, last cast of 2021 Part 2. Yeah, right. Oh, boy. We had had to... uh, we start from the top, as it were, a rarity uh, on Shonen and Suds here. But uh, for some reason, I just I, w- I was Cody. I was going on a fucking tirade, too. I was having a good time talking about this. But I. um, Yeah, it just it lost halfway through and then something happened and we just had to start over, which is fine. They don't know. The only reason they know that is because we just told them. That's right, Chris. Yeah, I was sitting there in silence. I'm like, look like he sounded like he was going to go on a big tangent, but. I didn't know if it was like a big deep breath, and I was like, "This is a really I'm deep." Gonna, br-. I'm like, "I don't think he's gonna breathe again." <laughs> like, it's it's my it's my water breathing eleventh form. Oh, okay, okay, that's what it is. That's what it is. That makes sense. Exactly, exactly. It's the eleventh form. You know, what's it called? Dead calm. Yeah. More like dead silent. But um, but no, man. How was your How was your holiday? Chris, I had a great holiday. Uh, got a got a brand new mini fridge here to keep the drinks cold. Mm, I'll drink to that. Got a uh, got some tickets to the. The Chiefs and Steelers game this past weekend, so my voice is a little shot here. Yeah, um, that's okay. Also got tickets to the Blues game. Uh, oh, man. Unfortunately, got guys. postponed, so we'll have to go to a future game or something like that. We'll figure that out down the road. But my holiday was great. How was yours and the wife's? Uh, it was excellent. Visited some family. Um, like I said, I, I, I've got to take a bunch of PTO over the last few weeks. I've had like, I didn't take a full continuous vacation, but I had like a four day weekend, then a five day weekend, then another five day weekend. So, I mean, I've, I've worked four days since the first week of December. So it's been good. Um, got some awesome My Hero Funko Pops. Um, I know you talked about the Steelers. Uh, the Buccaneers clinched the NFC South, much to the surprise of fucking nobody. But um, <laughs> must be nice, know, Chris. It must be nice. I, I didn't realize winning was so great. Like, I, I'm not used to this. This will be, Cody, we could potentially win back-to-back Super Bowls. And if you would have gone back to 2002, talk to whatever – 20, 21 year old Chris um, back then. Uh, yeah, I think I was 20. I was 20 because I'll be 40 in 2022. So there we go. Math checks out. Um, if you'd have gone back and told 20 year old Chris that in 2020 and 21, the COVID era of the world, which is a whole other can of worms to tell your past self, that the Buccaneers could potentially see back to back Super Bowl wins. I'd have been like, get the fuck out of here with your lies. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but it's it, possible. It's a good surprise to have, right? Um, unfortunately, my team was down 33 to nothing. At one point in that game, Chris, we were just pounding the beers and ready to... I was going to say, you just start drinking at that point, right? Yeah, you just dude. enjoy the, the ambiance. Yeah, luckily we were in a good a good spot in the crowd like where the party is at, so... Yes. Wasn't just you Love know that. the bitter like you know sometimes you'll be in a sporting event and you'll have some like some negative Nancys around. These guys were all mm-hmm. cool. They were all Chiefs fans, unfortunately, but oh, brutal. Awesome. Cool well, you were in the there. belly of the beast. But... Oh yeah, we were up there in the nosebleeds, freezing our asses off. It was great. Yeah, absolutely, and that's okay, right? But, you know, this isn't a football podcast, even though we love talking about it. Really, no anime news. Really, the only news that we got is you know, as football fans. 
you know, John Madden died a couple days ago, which is very unfortunate. Uh, a ripe old age of 85. So even if you're not a football fan, you probably very likely know the name John Madden. So, you know, the fact that at the age of 85, the pop culture icon, the face of football for a lot of people finally passed. And it's it's a shame. It's a shame. The world has changed once again. Yeah, I would not be the same person I am if it wasn't for some Madden football games. I can tell you that. Now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sega Genesis style, man. Oh, man. Don't get me started on fake punt. Uh, Chris, I will take that to the house every single time. 99.9% <laughs> of the time. You just run that bitch up the side, baby. The classic. <laughs> oh, man. Throwbacks. But like you said before, this is not a football podcast, Chris. We are here to talk about Demon Slayer Part 2. Second half, um, and honestly, I think you mentioned it. Maybe it was in the past, in the last cast that mm-hmm. we just did. We had to scrap that one, but Phantom uh, Cast, yeah, the Phantom Cast. But this this half, it really picks up for Demon Slayer. Um, it, it does. It definitely does. And I, you hit the nail right on the head last week when you said when I was saying I'm not attached to anything. I can't really get behind any of the characters. You know, you hit the nail on the head when you said, "Well, there aren't a lot of characters, and they haven't really done anything yet." Well, that that all changes because Cody, we go from like two characters to like a million, and a million. and they definitely yeah. do some stuff. And while my gripes that I had with the first half still stand, I'm going to say that now. I think the pacing is a little weird sometimes. They end episodes at the weirdest fucking time, and the the characters are very like stereotypical. Dime a dozen meat and potato anime trope characters. You've seen one anime, you've seen this character, you've seen him a hundred times. There's a lot of that in this show, and it really does start to, but it really does start to become more common in this anime. But that's that's not a bad thing. I don't want to make it sound like that's a bad thing, but. I do the vibe I do get off of Demon Slayer is that you know I know I know I'm committing the ultimate sin here. I do think the show's a little bit overrated. Like it is overhyped to no end. And I'll I'll say the same thing about My Hero Academia. I think that show is very very overrated as well. Because it has its issues too. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm being biased when I like practically the same thing except in superhero form. Yeah, but I I liked what I watched here. Yeah, I did too. I do think both these shows suffer from being a little bit overrated. Um, uh-huh. And I I feel like that's just a problem with a lot of pop culture things, like you know Game of Thrones. You know everything just gets yep. so so hyped up that like when you watch it, you expect just the best show you ever seen. When you don't get that, it's a little disappointing. Um, but overall, Absolutely. But, overall, like you said, yeah. I did enjoy this this half of the show. Yeah, and even though I have gripes with the pacing, we got to see some really neat stuff. Like, I love, and this is what I was saying before we fucking went dead last time, we get a lot of the classic anime-style stuff here. You get to see some separation in the power levels of the characters. Um, And you get to see where, because there's a really cool arc in the middle of this half with the Spider family where the heroes get separated, and you kind of get to see what they can all do, um, because they're all presented to fight with their big bad, which... It's kind of cool because typically when you see that, the hero in their particular fight comes out on top. Like you see in a lot of anime movies. That's not necessarily the case here because they all get the shit beat out of them, which I think is really cool. This is the first time you see that they're really kind of in over their heads. 
um, for now anyway, but we're going to see that growth. I, Cody, three seasons from now, if there is a third season, we're going to not even recognize the characters in season one anymore. That's that's anime 101. But um, I liked watching the individual fights. You know, again, like I said, uh, Inosuke got the shit beat out of him, which was kind of cool because he got like Iron Sheik level humbled here, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought overall the second half was great and i have started to like some of the characters especially when we meet some of the the hashira mm-hmm. in the like in the latter episodes of this uh half but we have a lot to dive into here cody but i can't do it with this dry ass dirt road mouth that i have so cody <laughs> i need to know what did you you reached into your brand new mini fridge what did you pull out what you drinking oh that's a good crack this is a good crack. I got some condensation here, Chris. We've been we've been trying to record a podcast for the last twenty minutes, I think. Uh, <laughs> we've been just fucking politicking and just cool dicking around. That's right, Chris. But I also got a. Uh, not only did I get a mini fridge for Christmas, I also get usually a twelve pack or two um, of natural light. Uh, so I got I got just a basic ass natural light trailer trash, you know. One of my favorites. Uh, it always helps to you know with like right now I got a sore throat. From yelling at the Steelers, so uh, <laughs> what better way to wash that down with a nice natural light? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, look, nothing wrong with a nothing wrong with natty light. I am a big fan. Did I, did I tell you I one? Okay, right out of college, me and my girlfriend at the time we were living together. We got a dog. We named the dog Natural Light. Just poking fun at um, Matt Matthew McConaughey naming his child Miller Light. Um, so we, we had a dog named Natty, you know, for natural light. So I'll never forget that damn dog. It was a good time. And I drank a lot of natural light. That's one of the best stories I've ever heard. Man. It's the best. I also had no idea Matthew McConaughey named a child that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was, uh, that was, that was early 2000s, man. You young, young Cody might've been a little too young. Uh, (laughs) And not only do you give, uh, you know, your beer lessons of the week, Chris, you also give us some pop co- culture knowledge. I, we appreciate that here at the I'm, at I'm well traveled. <laughs> um, but now, I know, Chris, you got something a little bit more exciting. You know, I've had Natural Light a couple times on the podcast. You got some, some new stuff over there, I believe? Yeah, what I you, got some, got some local suds, man. Oh, I'm sipping on something local. I've already cracked it because we're here on take two. Um, but I'm drinking... <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm drinking a, uh, it's called, uh, the brewery is called Bingo, and I'm just drinking a Bingo Lager. It's right out of, right here, homegrown out of Richmond, Virginia. Just real classic German style lager. Um, is a little bit um, different with me. It's a little bit more florally, maybe some, it's a lot brighter um, in flavor than, a, it's not as like, a, not as malty and kind of, I don't want to say, the the word that you typically describe like a heavy malted lager is uh, is is chewy, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, whereas this is more bright, a little more effervescent, um, less than five percent. So Cody, it is incredibly crushable. Um, tall boy cans, and well, the cool thing I was telling you earlier, Bingo is not just a brewery here in Richmond. It's like a brewery slash arcade, but not primarily like arcade games it has a lot of the shit that hipsters like to play like shuffleboard and um you know there's like cornhole and stuff like that not necessarily hipsters like to play cornhole but it's it's up there everybody loves to play cornhole but it's one of those kind of places big warehouse uh kind of vibe it's really really awesome food so could if you ever find yourself in richmond you and i are going to bingo 
Love that, Chris. I, and we can play some bingo. We can sing the E-I-N-G-O song. We can do it all. That's right. And just get fucking pranked on, uh, on fucking bingo beer. Yeah, we'll go to bingo night with the senior citizens. It'll be fantastic. Well, that's funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that because that's actually why it's named Bingo. The brewery was opened up in an old bingo hall. Yeah. Interesting. Love that. Yeah. So you've uh, you've definitely you've, you've solved the case. You've cracked the code of why it's called bingo. It all makes sense now. <laughs> there it is. But Cody, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to make heads and tails. Ready to make sense of the second half here of Demon Slayer. And Cody, we're starting with episode 14. We're picking up right where we left off. We're still outside of this fucking warping demon house, and um, Zenetsu just has has just finished getting fucking. DX stomped by Inosuke <laughs> and uh, Tanjiro pops in and basically uh, basically just pops the shit. Uh, Tanjiro pops the shit out of Inosuke here. Yeah, they have a, a fun little fight here. Um, basically just breaks Tanjiro, his ribs. Yeah, Tanjiro sticking up for Zenitsu. Yeah, breaks his ribs and then delivers a nice, like, typical main character, like, headbutt of. You know, just dramatic proportions, I would say, Chris. Dude, the Tanjiro headbutt is a real fucking move. That is a, a real move in this show, because not only does he do it here, he fucking cranks one on the uh, on the wind Hashira later on in this. And, uh, dude, I, I lo- I, I'm actually a big fan of the headbutt here. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the headbutt. I, 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 I'm gonna, this is my early prediction, Chris. I think uh-huh. the show ends the final fight with a nice Tanjiro headbutt. Dude, I bet I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think both of his arms are broken. He's just beaten to shit, but he's got one one move left in his arsenal, and we all know what it is. He's going to crank old fucking Michael Jackson right between the eyes with his headbutt. It would be great to see. Um, I, I hope that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that, that pretty much takes out Inosuke. Um but we also see here that that headbutt not only takes it out, but knocks his uh, knocks his mask off, and uh, we get to see what Inosuke looks like. And uh, I was not ready for the fuckboy. Like he's just, he's just a <laughs> fucking he got eyelashes that don't quit. My man is easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Yeah, he's got some nice blue hair. You know, he's he's a ladies' man, although he wears a boar's helmet and just yells at everything. But. Oh, dude! Yeah, the, the 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 voice does not match the face. The homeboy is deep, and that's that's the thing, man. Make no mistake. If he wasn't such a bumpkin, he'd be out there laying the fucking pipe on these ladies. If you know <laughs> he would, yep. he'd be showing them his beast breathing fifth form. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so basically, he wakes up, and Tanjiro and the others are basically burying all the all the bodies of the people that were killed by these demons that were inside this. A little drummer boy's house. Um, yep. I can't even remember what that dude's name was, but he's that gone. Doesn't matter. He's out of here. But yeah, yeah, they're they're burying the bodies, and like this is why Inosuke wakes up, and like I don't know, it's just weird. Inosuke is kind of a weird cat. He's like, why are we burying the bodies? Like this, the shit doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like there's just some really weird. I don't know. He just wants to fight. He wants to like fight Tanjiro again. Like this is all this guy wants to do until he gets hard fucking humbled in a few episodes. Yeah, it just seems um, like he is very. Um, he wasn't raised like very traditionally. Like it doesn't seem like he has any like 
I don't even know what to describe. Like common sense for things like this. Like Dude, and Nosuke is straight out of fucking letter Kenny, man. He <laughs> is just like all he wants to do is fucking have have fucking Donnie Brooks and sip on some beers, man. That's all he wants to do. Sip on some sip on some <laughs> puppers and uh get into a Donnie Brook. Yep. And then uh so once they get the bodies buried, uh another one of these crows shows up and uh you know the squawking crows that we always get in this show, Chris. Oh yes. Basically, just tells the group to descend from the mountain, follow him, and they kind of come up on this. Um, what, what would I call it? Like, it looks like a little, well, like a not like a hotel, but like a like a. I mean, it's a house, right? It's a uh, it's a sanctuary of sorts. Yeah, well, basically, it's this family that was rescued by demon slayers, and now they offer their home up, like you know, to take care of like traveling demon slayers. Um, yeah, but they do it for free. That's the if it's for free, it's for me, Cody. That's for damn sure. Oh, absolutely, Chris. We are all about the free trials here. You know? <laughs> absolutely, I'll take that. Uh, that's that thirty day subscription to uh, Old Lady House. <laughs> yeah, and they basically rest up here. Um, you know, lick the wounds, all that stuff. They've all got multiple broken ribs from fighting each other. Not even from the demons, really. Um, obviously, Tanjiro is still pretty messed up. I think he still has. Issues with his leg at this point because I think he broke his leg. Um, so they're all pretty banged up. So they kind of just stay here to rest. Um, yeah, it's been a road hard traveled, but we also they do kind of get to know each other a, a little bit. Um, we can definitely see that these guys are definitely going to be like three amigos for life. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're they're just starting to get to know each other. Um, you know, they're all they they got their little beds side by side. Um, and of course, we get, uh, they find out about Nezuko, uh, mostly Zenitsu here, because he's like, what's in that box? Like, it's, it's, the box is moving, he knows Zenitsu, he cries for like 10 minutes. Ah, dude, okay, and that's the one thing, I, I get it, he's the comic relief character, and I'm fine with that, but, and sometimes, okay, and I'm not gonna lie, Cody, sometimes it's genuinely funny, like the shit with the medicine, uh, later on, I thought, I I got, I chuckled a few times, because I thought it was pretty funny. Um. But like it gets old really quickly. Like it's when I when I say the trope gets old, I mean I'm okay with him doing it over and over again. But it just lasts too long every time he does it. Yeah, the screaming and crying for sure lasts way too long. Um, sometimes it is genuinely kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he basically uh, Nezuko hops out, and Zenitsu, of course, being the uh, the guy that's obsessed with every woman he comes across, he is in love with Nezuko. Oh man, he loves he loves butts and boobies. He makes no bones about it. <laughs> yep. And uh so now, you know, he's starstruck by her. Uh-huh. Um and I don't remember if anything else even I think this episode actually ends here. Um which is Yeah, again, this is kind of, of a weird spot to end. Yeah, like you mentioned, the show does pick some weird moments. Only at certain times, though. It's like, sometimes they get it right, and then other times mm-hmm. it's just like, why would you end an episode here? But Exactly. Well, because I feel like they just do things too long. Like, I think the fight with uh, Inosuke and Tanjiro at the beginning took a little too long. And I, I, this episode could have easily ended, like, halfway through the next one. So, like, the, the again, the, the pacing's kind of weird. But, you know, and really from this episode, the only thing we really get while they're hanging out is you get a little bit of why um, why Inosuke was there. Um, he was hanging he was lit at home and a demon slayer was in his mountains area. So he's just like, 
that's kind of why he shows up to the final selection thing. Cause they, like, I guess like a demon slayer was near his home. That's how he joined the core. Um, and that's when it leads into um, them asking about um, uh, I'm, her name. I, I, Nezuko. Nezuko I, I'm going to gringo the fuck out of these names. Dude, and most of them are hard to remember. Um, we, we, we took the, the, the small cast of characters we had earlier for granted because now, Chris, once the Hashira get here, I can't remember a single name. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, boy, howdy. Because uh, that, we're coming to that because, like, really the, the meat of this season is what we're coming into now because, uh, well, after they heal up, the crow comes in, or I say a crow um, tells them that they need to go to Mount Natagumo? Natagumo? Yeah, not a gumo, yeah. Yeah, and they um so they get to the mountain. Of course, uh Zanetsu is just a total fucking puss and does not want to go. Yeah, he doesn't want to go um, into the woods, he's crying and uh Yeah. Just a pussy. Yep, and they start to come across some some other demon slayers. Which Chris, I love how the other demon slayers that aren't Hashira or a main They're cast generic as fuck, aren't they? Dude, they are just all wearing the same clothes, like Dude, they're like they're like the putties from Power Rangers, man. And the worst they part always... is, they, yeah, that's exactly what they are. And they like name one of them. Like one of them has an actual name, like Murata, I think. Yeah, Murata. Don't even know who the fuck like, that is. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah, like I, I hate I hate when they do that. I I wish that I mean, Grant, they don't need to give them all names, but they could easily have given them all. What I forget what that thing that they wear is a harai or whatever. It's I don't know. I'm I'm such a gringo the Basically, everybody's wearing a different color shirt. Yeah. Like, why? Why can't they all just like you could have just given one a like just give them all fucking solid colors, right? Like, just they don't need to be individual, but like let I us have, at least realize that like they're all distinctly different, you know? Or have them be from the same unit and they're all wearing you know red or purple or something like I don't know. Yes, absolutely. Give give us a reason for them to just not be just generic fucking dude when they're all supposed to be like on the same level as Tanjiro, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh but anyhow, these these demon slayers they're they're wounded. Um and Chris, they are they're attached to some threads here. Um oh boy, this is so cool. I, I love I love this story arc here. Yeah, and this is basically where we're introduced to this uh I guess for lack of a better term, like the spider family. I can't remember what the actual family's name is called. Let me see. Um, well, I know Rui. Rui is the name of the. Well, we don't realize he's the twelve member of the twelve Kitsuki until until it becomes just stupid obvious before they reveal it. Yeah, I feel like um, once once they introduce Rui, I'm like, okay, he's the big bad of this. Yeah, of this because he's the group. only one that ha- exactly. He's the only one who's like, well, he's awfully bossy to his mom. He's okay. definitely the one in charge. Yeah. Because I don't know about you. I don't care who you are. Demon, human. You talk to your mama the way he talked to his. You'd be... <laughs> Cody, I don't know about you, but I, I got beat for shit I haven't done yet that I know I'm going <laughs> to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and the way Rui talks to his mother, it is something. something's up here. Um, but yeah, so they find one demon slayer. Um, it's yanked up into the trees by these threads that are attached to him. Uh, and then they come uh-huh. across Murata, uh, who basically informs them that you know all of their demon slayer like group including him came to the mountain um but then they started killing each other um so you know something fishy's up you know they wouldn't just start you know hacking at each other 
Yeah, and and so the threads, it, it seemed like each member of this spider family, which we start to see gradually throughout this, that they do different thing with the threads. Like they were attacking each other because I want to say the mom can actually use the threads almost like a like a puppeteer, which is what caused them to start attacking each other. But I think she can also use the threads to like just cut people up, which seems to be like that's something they can all do, but then they all do something different. But anywho, so they're fighting off these demon slayers that are being like, you know, puppeteer that are being manipulated by um, the mom who we see kind of in a flash. And I believe if I'm getting my, if I'm get, not getting it jumbled up, we also see Rui talking to the mom, like giving her some serious fucking lip. Uh, not yet. That's in it here in a little bit. Um, but she, he does appear above, like, you know, our main cast, and like, yes, you can tell there's like a a, a tone shift when he appears, like he's the sinister one. Um, and he basically mm-hmm. informs them like that the the mother will kill them before leaving. Blah blah blah. Um. That's right. And then let's see. Well, and then, so, and then, they, then they can't. And so what's really cool is the way they find her is uh, we actually get to see Inosuke use one of his uh, his techniques. He gets to use a uh, beast breathing seventh form spatial awareness. Yeah, which is basically he gets a very, very cool ability where he can like sense exactly where this lady's at. Um, mm-hmm. And like him and Tanjiro She's are like far away. Yeah, yeah, and him, like him and Tanjiro were like throwing these demon slayers up to like you know hang them over like tree branches so they won't like hurt anybody or hurt themselves. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, eventually, our boy Inosuke just sees like anything you can do, I can do better. So he just grabs Tanjiro and yeets him towards the mom. And uh, yeah. and here we are. Yeah, and and that, that kind of leads us again, kind of going right into the next episode here. I mean, I'm okay with just kind of talking about this whole. Arc. Uh, I mean, this whole these whole few episodes is just the giant arc that it actually is. Because we're we're here for a we're in these woods for a while. Yeah, I want to say it's like at least the next five or six episodes. Um, and then uh-huh. of course you get the backstory, which I guess would be about six episodes. Yeah. So the first one that goes down is the mom. Um, Inosuke throws Tanjiro at the mom, and it seems like she is definitely not like. This is where we start to get the vibes where this isn't an actual family, like the Spider family. It's like uh, more of just like a kind of a made-up thing by Rui, uh, because this mom clearly kind of wants to die. Like, yeah, she's she's not happy with her arrangements. But then, like you hear, like Rui, because um, Rui like approaches mom after this um, after this like deep this other slayer who's being manipulated like tells them to like hey you know we need more help you know we're we're being controlled it kind of gives them the skinny on what's happening um so but Rui talks to mom and says you know hey you but you better kill them before i tell father on you and like you make it seem like that it makes it seem like whoever this father is the patriarch of this family is the the force to be reckoned with, White, and she's like, no, don't tell father, which is kind of weird that she says that, knowing what we know moving forward. Yeah, and and throughout this whole arc, we do get more and more backstories. Like we see, like the mother getting beaten and stuff like that. Um, so she's definitely mm-hmm. ready to die. Uh, fortunately for her, our boy Tanjiro comes to her aid to uh, you know put her down. In a very gentle way. I, I can't remember which form he uses, but he uses like the 
Some like gentle water form or something. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, uh, water surface slash. It was something that where it, it almost seemed like it didn't hurt her, but it killed her. Obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, blessed rain. Uh, uh, fifth form, blessed rain after the drought when he finally kills her. It's just, it it doesn't hurt. It's just warm. Yeah. Like a gentle rain. That's what it was, Chris. Um. And then. Uh, Whoa, what was that? Well, basically after they well, basically after they kill her, when they kill her, or I guess before she dies, after they finally get to mom and kill her, that she warns them that one of the twelve Kitsuki is on the mountain. So you you kind of put together here or initially you're like, Well, a smart watcher's gonna be like, Well, it's definitely fucking Rui. But then like based on what mom said, you're like, Oh fuck, is is the dad, is fucking Papa Bear, is he a fucking twelve Kitsuki? Which is what our heroes think. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, this damn Raid Shadow Legends ad just popped up on my screen and fucking scared the shit out of me. Oh, that's okay, man. They're telling you, hey, what are you doing? You need to come make our money. That's why I was like, what was that? I was like, I just heard this like big loud noise. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, that's beside the point. Um, but yeah, so Mama Dukes is down, and then uh, and then we kind of shift gears. I want to say we go to Zenitsu for a little bit here. Yeah, we go to Zenitsu, and we, he uh, he gets kind of tangled up, no pun intended, in the web of uh, another member of the spider family who's basically just a spider with a human head. Yeah, this kid is terrifying oh. looking. Um, yeah, this, this is the shit that Nightmares is made of. So it's kind of funny that this is the one that Zenitsu has to deal with because he is fucking... Oh my god, he loses his fucking mind here. Yeah, he is. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, no, continue, please. Um, But I'm trying to remember all... I don't know if all these spider family people have names. I was looking for, like, Uh, the actual... this one does. I don't think we... This is just, like, the the eldest son of father. They're the, you know, who... Basically, his thing is he can turn humans into spiders. Um, and also, it turns out he bit Zenetsu, or Zenetsu was bitten by one of these little spiders that he made. So, 30 minutes from now, Zenetsu is actually going to turn into a spider. Um, so, of course, what does Zenetsu do? He runs and fucking hides like a pussy. Um, <laughs> and then we get to spend the majority of this episode, Cody, uh, getting some backstory of Zenetsu, like his training days and how, well, he was just kind of a big punk. And, uh, well, he was hiding from his training uh, in a tree, which is kind of where he's at now, and he was struck by struck dumb by a thunderclap. Yeah, and he was training under Jigoro Kuajima, who was, yeah. I believe, is a former Hashira. Um, and, uh, of course, when he got struck by lightning, that's what caused his hair to turn yellow. That's what mm-hmm. caused him to kind of get his lightning, um, I guess, element. And then... Yeah, but I'm still trying to figure out, like, what um, and I don't remember if they say anything here, but like what causes, I know he had a, uh, another student that who, who bullied him. Um, yeah. And we meet that person for a little bit, but like we never really find out anything more. So you talking yeah. about like the black haired kid. Yeah. 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 The, the, the other student that's when he, that he trains with that basically just calls him a piece of shit. Like he actually is. Um, but we never understand like why, cause it happens again where he passes out and he wakes up and he's like, or while he's passed out or unconscious, he's fucking, he's badass Zenetsu, you know what I mean? Yeah, because he falls out of the tree and faints, of course, and then, I mean, at this point, we just know it's going to happen. 
because um, the eldest yeah. spider is like, oh, he's just gonna fall and break his neck. Blah blah blah. Like, no, you're yeah. gonna get clapped. We know how this goes. Um, and then we get to see some more flashes of Zenitsu's past, where you can only yeah. learn one form of thunder breathing, which is the first form. Yep. And basically, his uh, his trainer was telling him like, look, if you can only learn one, just make sure you do it perfect. And um. And Kaigaku is the name of that other kid that was bullying him, by the way. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then uh, I want to say, like, he... I want to say that even the the spider is like, oh, he's just he's just doing the one thing. He's just doing this one move over and over again. Um, but uh, he definitely fucking gets him this time with the, uh, with like an enhanced version of Thunder Clap and Flash. Oh, yeah, Chris, this is an awesome scene. Uh, all of the scenes where Zanitsu goes, like, passes out are always, yeah. like... Some of the best moments in the anime. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it takes out takes out the the eldest, cuts its head off, um, mm-hmm. and they're fighting in like above, like they're up in the webs on this like treehouse type thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the house is suspended in the webs, or like at least part of the house. Like I don't know, it looks almost like a giant like <laughs> fucking rancher. It's just a rancher suspended by spider spider webs. <laughs> yeah, and so. He, Cuts the head off and then lands on that, and you can tell the poison's really starting to get to him. He can barely move. Um, but what's cool here, he's back. I guess he's back in his normal kind of Zenetsu form. Because, but what's cool here, he does have the wherewithal to control his breathing. At least I like to think he's he knows to control his breathing, or it just maybe it just kind of happens unbeknownst to him. But yeah, to slow because the he's using. Down. Exactly. Yeah, he's using his breathing control techniques, and somehow that's enough to slow the poison from taking complete hold of him. Yeah, and any scene where Zenitsu isn't just screaming is always fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, Tanjiro hears Zenitsu's big like thunder attack, decides to start heading towards that. Um, and then... But uh, they uh, they are intercepted very quickly by the daughter. Who I think we, I think this is the first time we've seen her. We may have seen her once before, but uh, what does she do? She she tells Papa Bear. That's right. And he shows. Oh, and, is this where he shows up? I think he shows up. Here. Oh, this is definitely where Daddy shows up, and that's where the episode kind of ends with old fucking uh, with old fucking Papa Bear just just really fucking laying into the gang here. Yeah, and of course this is Inosuke and Tanjiro, and I want to say it's during this episode. At some point, we see. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody sends uh, to Hashira, like the master, who we don't really know at yeah. this point. Yeah, two... I think a crow comes and tells them, hey, there's some danger happening in the woods. There's a 12 Kisuki who's killed a bunch of people. Yeah, and so they send out uh, Tomioka and a new girl who is Shinobu. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll get to meet here in a little bit. Uh, but two of the Hashira are on their way to Mount mm-hmm. Natagumo. Um, and in episode 18, that's where they show up to the to the mountain. They split up and go their separate ways. Um, the cavalry has arrived. Yeah, meanwhile, Tanjiro and Inosuke are no match for this father. Um, Dude, they're getting the shit beat out of them. They can't even cut the guy. Like, they're, they can't, they, their blades, their swords don't do shit against this guy. Yeah, they're having a rough time here. Um, fortunately for our boy Zenitsu, Shinobu, uh, who ends up being like this poison Hashira chick, uh, mm-hmm. She whips up like an antidote for him, uh, basically stop the poisoning and save him. And she kind of uses this on all of the other like, you know, filler demon slayer guys that are all banged up. 
Yep, and they they start to revert back, and like they're kind of like they all their hair and shit had fallen out, so like they look they just look frail and crippled. But yeah, it was kind of cool that, and I like how she she kind of being, and we find out here that she's you know pretty much a poisons expert. That's her her shtick, mm-hmm. and she was impressed the way Zanetsu was like, oh wow, you know that's impressive that you used your breathing to control the poison, or otherwise you'd be dead, or you'd be one of them by now. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then, uh, meanwhile, Cody, the boys are getting the fucking, they're getting the wood taken to them by Papa. And uh, uh, Tondro, like, cuts down a tree to try to, like, stop him. But that's uh, that's just enough of a reprieve, or just a quick reprieve, because old Papa Bear gets up with the, uh, with the tree and just starts wailing or trying to get a hold of uh, um, Inosuke. And eventually, I I want to say he hits Tanjiro and like yeets him like. Oh, dude, he fucking uh, he throws him, throws him, just like hits him like almost like the nest bat in Smash Brothers. <laughs> That's exactly. And what as he's like. flying away, he's like, "I'll be back for you. Be careful, don't die. That guy's a twelve Kitsuki." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then that's that's basically how these it, how Tanjiro and Inosuke get split up. So now we got Inosuke fighting the father alone. And Tanjiro oh, yes. comes across the daughter um, once again, and she is basically being tortured by Rui. Um, yep. And Tanjiro being the good guy he is, he's like, what are you doing? And yep. Rui's like, hey, what, what the fuck are you buttoning in here for? Uh, this is yeah, and us. if you weren't aware by now, this is where you realize, oh, fuck, dad's not the 12 Kitsuki, it's fucking this guy. Yeah. And, uh, so now obviously Tanjiro's getting upset. We have another Demon Slayer show up and try to like act like he's gonna matter at all. I don't even remember what this guy's. He says something like he's gonna take down Rui or something. Fuck, Rui just dead. fucking dead immediately. Dude, he hits him like the. It's like the Resident Evil movie with the the fucking laser beams. Like just cubes this man up. <laughs> yes, just like, <laughs> like it's nothing. Um. <laughs> well then. And that's where uh, this fight begins, Tanjiro and Rui's fight, which is pretty much, the, you know, your main course for this whole entire arc. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but basically at this point, uh, Zenetsu's down, Tanjiro and, uh, and uh, well, Inosuke is about to get the shit beat out of him here by Papa. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll come back to that. So basically, this is where Inosuke, like this, this is where Inosuke gets really hard humbled, right? Like, um, he, 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 um, well, I was gonna say, like, he, he's able to, like, get into one of his arms. I want to say he, like, cuts one of his arms off, but, um, I want to say, like, he just makes a new arm and just gets bigger. Like, he, like, sheds his skin and, uh, basically, like, his strength doubles. And he, once again, he just, uh, starts beating the shit out of Inosuke. And I want to say, Inosuke's swords break. When uh, he uses uh, one of his techniques, uh, one of his beast breathing techniques to try to uh, cut through uh, Papa Bear's neck here. And uh, yeah, his sword's break. Work. Yep. Yeah, and then he's about and, to crush Inosuke's head. And then, oh my uh, God, gets a fucking handful of and like, and this is a cool scene because like Inosuke is like, like I, I'm not strong enough. Like, he, this is why the moment he realizes that he ain't shit. He ain't, he just, he was all show and no go. And like, you see the blood, like he's, he's clearly about to crush his head like a zit. And then Cody, who fucking saves the day, much like in episode one. Oh, Giyu Tomioka, Chris. Dude, the fucking best character in the show. 
the best character. He looks the coolest. He's just the best. And uh, I will die on that hill. Um, Dude, he... Like, Papa Bear ain't shit to to Tomioka. Just, he just... Nothing. Just cuts his arm off with ease. And then, uh, well, hits him with a uh, water-breathing fourth form. And just kills him. Just cuts his head. Just, Just dead. He's just fucking dead. And Inosuke is like... Fight me now! Like, fight me! You ain't shit! Like, fight me! And uh, uh Tokioma's like, or Tomioka, I, I keep calling him Tokioma, like fucking my hero. He's like, dude, you're way too hurt. And he like basically ties him to a tree and leaves him there. Yep. And then, uh, of course, that's two of our fights handled, Chris. Let me shift gears back over to Tanjiro, who's uh, and he he deals with something similar here. He uh, he is clearly outclassed and i think this is the episode where he he realizes that uh, i think tanjiro finds out that uh rui is the 12 kitsuki not dad yeah and, and he's trying his best to hold his own um but then of course he gets his sword blocked by one of these threads of rui's and chris he cuts his sword in half almost down oh, to the hill man. he's got like a two inch blade at this point yeah he's got old fucking johnny nubbins going on the end of that handle yeah which kind of and, uh, Kind of moves us into this next episode, but basically it's like now he's got to beat him with just this the hilt of his blade and um mm-hmm. man, but uh yeah he he's he's in trouble he is in a lot of trouble and but you know you got to remember you don't you never fight Tanjiro one on one because he's always got his uh, he's always got his sister just on fucking both straps on his back um. Because he's about to get, you know, he, he's beat. He's about to get hit with uh, um, just some kind of web that Ryu's launching at him. But uh, Nezuko comes out and just fucking pops, you know, Piccolo-style jumps in front of this thing. <laughs> yeah, I want to say Tanjiro's making some headway, cutting through the threads, and then Ryu's like, did you think mm-hmm. these were full power? And then he uses, like, his blood demon art, which is, like, kind of oh, like, like the bad guy's abilities kind of moving forward with, with the show. Um, and the threads turn red. Tanjiro's no match for him, and of course, like, he surrounds him with these threads, about to kill him, and like you said, Nezuko shows up, um, protecting Tanjiro, although she gets pretty fucked up too, Chris. Cause, like, Tanjiro has to, like, oh, yeah. he, like, runs off with her, and her, like, arm's about to fall off, like, all this stuff, but while Tanjiro's, you know, looking after Nezuko, Rui's, like, I mean, he's stumped, he's, like, shaking, like, he's, like, what kind of bond is this? Because the whole time... This whole fight's been it's happening. He's find out like the story about this family here. Yeah, he's been spewing this bullshit about like the bond between his family and all this stuff, and like now he sees how Tanjiro and Nezuko are, and he's like, "That's a real bond." And um, yeah, he could have just watched Fast and the Furious to really, <laughs> really understand the bonds of family. That's right. And um, and then it's his sister. His sister is the daughter, so it's kind of confusing because. Dude, I don't think they actually have his names. His sister is... The, they, they don't. They they don't. They, it's just that they're named after their roles, which is mother, father, brother, sister, elder sister, younger sister. Yeah, which yeah, doesn't, they, they, uh, they all just have names. doesn't really help us when we're trying to talk about it in a podcast. Uh. <laughs> right. Well, because ultimately, you know, I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit here. When you get the backstory here, basically, Rui, any demon that came his way, he would offer them, like, Hey, 
do you want me to protect you? Because we see that later on. I, don't, I, I know I'm jumping the gun, but I want to – this clears this up now um, if you haven't watched it, which if you haven't watched it, if you have watched it or if you haven't watched it, why are you listening to this podcast? You're fucking up. But <laughs> basically, when you get to Rui's backstory before he dies, um, you see that basically his family is kind of a hodgepodge of – demons that were either like pursued by slayers into his domain or they just they just happened across his path and he basically gave him a choice like do you want to be part of my family and i want to say some of them were given the choice some of them were not given the choice and he basically like remakes them into or he gives them some of his blood which remakes them into like his style but he also like rips their face off or does something really weird to him like remakes them in his image to look like more like family but um a lot of them are frightened of him and some of them want to run away and then some of them are just like i guess i'm just gonna be here and play my role except for the sister uh who is the who is named daughter yeah which doesn't help us here um it doesn't but she's like, I'm your sister, or she says some stuff like that, and Rui just minces her to pieces, and then she, like, starts to put herself back together. Um, and Rui has a, he's got a new interest here, Chris. He's interested in Nezuko. He's like, Tanjiro, I'll let you live, uh, but you gotta give me she Nezuko. She can be my sister. Yeah, she's gonna exactly. be my sister. Exactly, I want her to be my sister. Which, obviously, our boy Tanjiro, he's not gonna, he's not yeah, gonna he's put like, how the that. fuck's that? Yeah. And, but. um... And then he, like, holds Nezuko using... He, like, pulls his threads and, like, has Nezuko above, held up above him. And uh, we get kind of our, our final big clash here. Um, yeah, because we use... Because uh, Tanjiro uses his 10th form. I will say the total concentration. 10th form. Constant flux, which is allowing him to, like, work his way through and get close enough and get to the threads. Um... And this is where he starts to like use the the red the the full strength. Um, That's right. I kind of ju- I kind of jumped ahead a little bit with the full strength threads. This is where he uses no, the that, blood demon art. Yeah. Yeah, that is okay. But this is where like I want to say we get a little bit of a flashback here, and we get maybe what could potentially be some future storytelling with Tanjiro, where like his father does like this fire dance. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of kind of leads to a, a new set of techniques um with uh with within him where he's using the uh like some sort of like his blade starts to turn into like fire and he starts to like you know fight back a little bit yeah i can't remember if it's fire breathing or flame breathing which later on we find out there's two different breathing techniques one's fire and one's flame yeah, I want to say this one specifically is fire because the the Hashira Ryu, what's his name? Ryu Go Kigo Kigo, you Ringoku? know the one. Ringoku, yeah, that's mm. the guy. Yeah. yeah, he um he uses flame breathing, and they make it very clear later on when we meet the Hashira that there is a very distinct difference, and you don't you dare call one the other. That's right. Um, but yeah, we learned about his dad doing this Hinokami dance. Um, I can't remember what the it's like some ritual thing that he did for. Yeah, so like a fire god, but he was like sick. So like, and then we get to see, we actually get to see, I will say this is the first time we get to see his dad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, obviously they look very similar. I still, we still have no idea about this scar on Tanjiro's head, right? Because like, mm-hmm. we see it in flashbacks where it just looks like... his dad kind of has one. Yeah, yeah, but we see it in flashbacks where it looks like it's like a, it almost looks like a patch or like a bruise. And then yeah. modern day, it looks like a tattoo. So it's like, 
We still haven't gotten anything from that from this season. Um, so I imagine. And dad has one of those too. Old Papa Bear has one of those too. Yeah. Um, of course, going back to present day, Tanjiro uses this like fire technique out of nowhere. That's the mm-hmm. threads, Chris. And then we get the gif moment that I was talking about in last week's episode and where like, uh-huh. you get this sweet like fire spin. And then like Nezuko, like at the same time, she uses her own like demon art. Blood technique, exploding thing. blood. Yeah, oh, man. just a, a. It's so hard to do this scene any justice. Yeah, by and talking and Rui's about like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, slicing Rui's head was, head off. Like, and and this Cody, I'm glad you said it like that because this is the scene where I was like, "I'm in. I'm fucking in. This this is what they're gonna do. This is what these characters can do. I, I'm all aboard." Yeah, it's very hard to deal this fight any justice by just talking about it because the animation here is just fucking ten out of ten oh, out of this world. Um. But and yeah. then uh, we, the episode ends, I want to say, with uh, them actually cutting off Rui's head. Yep. Of course, so we think. Da, da, da. Of course, when he's, like, cutting his head off, he's like, the bond between Nezuko and I can never be severed. Or, you know, he says some some, some, oh, yeah. uh, some the, typical the, heroes. Real speech. powerful stuff. Oh, yeah. You know some stuff that they're going to flash back to about a thousand times before the show is yeah. done. Cody, if this, was, if this was my hero, there'd have been some laser beams behind it. Oh, 100%. Um... We missed the laser beams. Bring those back, please. Um, <laughs> can, we get some, can we get some Demon Slayer laser beams, please? That's right. And then uh, moving into this next episode, uh, obviously Tanjiro is pretty beat up. Uh, crawls towards Nezuko. Yeah, who is also yeah. pretty thrashed as well. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, Chris, we get a, a rude awakening because Rui stands up and puts his head back on. Yep, because I want to say Tanjiro, as he's crawling, he smells. He's like, oh, no. How could that be? And Rui basically hits him with a surprise, a surprise, motherfucker. Uh, he he cut his, he used his threads to cut his own head off because he saw the imminent the imminence uh, the imminency, I guess, for if that's even a real fucking word of it coming. So he just kind of beat him to the punch to really just protect himself, which was smart. Yeah, which I actually think is pretty cool because it. I mean, usually a villain in an anime would just die, and like, mm-hmm. it does kind of ruin the super cool moment of. Like where the animation with like the flame circle and all that stuff, um, but it it is like a smart move on his part because if you get your head cut off by, you know, the demon slayer swords, then you're dead. Oh, absolutely! And this, uh, and of course, as uh, the jig is up, and we think we think Tanjiro's done because Rui Rui's pissed. He's ready to he's ready to go ahead and put this baby to bed. He's like, well, I'm just gonna fucking kill you and her. It's over. I, whatever. It's done. Um. But Cody, once again, the fucking, uh, the fucking, uh, you, you hear the breaking glass, and here comes that whole fucking stone cold Kiyu Austin. Yeah, old Tomioka shows up. Once comes again. out with the milk truck, man. <laughs> That's right. Vince McMahon and Kurt Angle have nothing. To, they're done. Um, That's right. But of course, he shows up and slices Rui's head off like it's fucking nothing. He hits him with the, uh, and, and like, Rui's talking all this shit, and Gyu hits him with the fucking, the 11th form, Cody. We didn't, I didn't know this went past 10. He, he, he turns the dial up to 11. That is right. And uh, <laughs> we get what happened to our first cast, dead, and also for a second here in the second cast, we get the fucking dead calm. That's what it was called. I was trying to remember the name of it. Yeah. And basically, it just shreds the fucking threads as they get to as they get to him, and he just, just without 
without breaking a sweat, just cuts his head off. Just Ryu's done. Rui is done. Like it, like it was Cody, like it was nothing. And this is, and this is again why I like these episodes. Our main characters got fucking destroyed here. Like they got humbled here. And then of course you see, you just see how much stronger these Hashira are compared to you know Tanjiro and Inosuke and Zenetsu. Like these, these guys aren't shit yet. And I'd be willing to bet uh, before it's all said and done, Tanjiro ends up being more powerful than all of them. That's that's how anime works, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you can clearly tell there's levels to this. And uh, mm-hmm. Tomioka is just the fucking he's just the man. Um, once again, saves the day. Uh, and then we kind of flash over to the daughter or the sister. Oh, she who hauls ass away. She she saw she knew the jig was up. She runs off. Yeah, and we see, like, her backstory where she was being chased by demon hunters and saved by Rui and, like, forced, forced to join his family, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she actually comes across Murata, who was that demon slayer from earlier. Oh, fucking the, the nobody, the Brooklyn brawler is back. Yeah, she slaps him in this, like, cocoon thing that she can make because her threads are almost, like, almost reminds me of, like, a yarn ball that she puts him in. It's like this cocoon mm-hmm. filled with acid that's going to liquefy him. Um, but then Shinobu, who is the, the poison Hashira girl that's also there, she shows up, Chris, and we get a uh, we get a cat fight here, Chris. We get Shinobu versus yeah, Otter, uh, for lack of a better term. And and she's cool. I like the fact that she has this this sword that isn't really a full blade. It's just kind of on the tip, just the tip, just for a second, because <laughs> like she's just this is where you find she's like a yeah, just the tip, just for a second, see how it feels. That she's she is not as strong as the other Hashira, but she's developed a poison um, that basically can kill them without beheading them, and that's how she kills the daughter here. Because like she hits her with the um, she hits her with the tip of the sword. You're like, oh, she's dead. She's just immediately dead. Um, and no, they, she just injected her with that poison. But I thought it was really cool that like she wants to be friends with the daughter. I was thinking, oh, she, this is just some shit she does to fuck with demons. Um, and while she's holding her, while she's holding her down before she kills her, she's like, "How many people have you killed?" And she's like five. And the the demon said, or the daughter, or the sister, whoever, whatever. The, she's dead. It doesn't matter. She says five. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Shoho Ruby Soho is that her name? <laughs> Shinobu. Shinobu. Yeah, Shinobu. Shinobu fucking is like, uh, that's not true. You make these cocoons, right? Well, there was at least twelve of them on the way here, so that's when that's what kind of incites her to basically kill her because uh, these cocoons that she puts people in straight up liquefy the people that are inside there. But uh, she gets the crown, saves the town, rescues Murata, who comes out just as naked as the day he was born. <laughs> Because his clothes were dissolved by the very short time that he was in this cocoon. Yeah, and honestly, Shinobu gave me, like, I thought she was going to be kind of like a bad, like a bad guy, you know, working for the Hashira. I don't know. I I thought so, too. She has that look her eyes. Yeah, and like the tone of her voice when she's talking to the sister, I'm like, man, is she, she does not seem like she's a good guy. Um, Obviously, we get to know her a little bit more in these final few episodes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that is the the end of the Spider Family. They are all taken out. Um, yeah, because basically this whole episode, because um, I want to say it's at the end of the last episode that 
uh, Giyu shows up and beheads Rui, but we spend this entire episode and the episode ends with him finally dying because like, and what's cool here is um, he, it, it has to deal with like the way Rui was when he was a human, how like the bond with his parents, like he was like weak and he wished to be, he basically sold his soul or whoever to um, the Michael Jackson demon to basically turning himself into a demon and his parents killed him or tried to kill him and he ended up killing his whole family. So like, that's why he created this false family because he wanted, he desperately wanted those familial bonds. Yeah. It's, that, basically, um, it's basically like a whole backstory on Rui. Um, yeah. Yeah. From the time his head gets cut off to the time he dies, we get this entire backstory on him, which I wish they'd fucking stop doing that. Like give us the backstory in pieces throughout the arc. Don't just save it all to the end and give us a shitty cutoff point on an episode. I hate, I hate that they do that here, but, um, but basically he's, he's kind of envious of what Tanjiro and Nezuko have. And um, it's kind of weird. Like when he dies, Tanjiro kind of comforts him a little bit as he's dying, which is neat. Yeah. Which Tanjiro, he seems to do that. He did that with the big monster thing. Uh, yeah. At the final selection. Um, and even like Tomioka, like steps on Rui's clothing. He's like, Hey, you know, they're just demons, we gotta kill them all, and, or, you know, he says something along mm -hmm. those lines, and Tanjiro's like, no, like, they have feelings and all this stuff, you know, being nice guy Tanjiro, per usual. Absolutely. But, um, so that's, after that's done, we are quickly interrupted by uh, old Shinobu coming in and trying to take a pot shot at Nezuko here, and, uh, and, uh, uh, what's his name, Giyu has to basically, uh, basically call a time out here and like, Hey, you, you're, you're, you, you don't kill her. And she's like, well, she's a demon. Why are you, you know, that's a violation of the, uh, then we start getting the violations of the core law here that, uh, you can't protect demons. So which, Cody, which makes, now, a, it makes a lot of sense too, right? Like, sure. Like somebody has to like know about this, right? At this point, like how did Tanjiro become a demon slayer with a demon on his back? Um, right. Right, which we find out that it is definitely a known known against the people that matter, but the rest of the Hashira do not know anything about this kid or the demon in tow because uh, they're rigged uh, because uh, Shinobu's ready to fucking kill her, kill him, and kill Giyu for getting in the way. She's just ready to fucking kill them all. She's like, this is not what we do. This is a clear violation of the code. Um, you're dead. Point yeah. blank and period. Yeah, and so Tomioka basically tells Nezuko and Tanjiro to run. Uh, yep. Tanjiro starts running, and then uh, while uh, he's holding off Shinobu, Shinobu's like, don't forget there's another one. And talking about this other girl who is Kano. Uh, Kano, yeah. Kano, yeah. And she's the girl that was at final selection with Tanjiro. Um, yeah. And it's a nice kick to the back of uh, Tanjiro. Oh, crunches <laughs> him in the noggin. Yeah, he's knocked unconscious. Um, and then Nezuko starts to run, and then fortunately right. for our cast, oh, the, crow, the crows come and basically uh, say, "Hey, put him in, bring him into custody. Don't kill him. Bring him in." They just starts ringing the bell. Yep. And they've been ordered for you know all the Hashiro to come back and bring in you know Nezuko and Tanjiro and Inosuke and Nitsu. Jesus yeah. Christ. And yeah. And... No, go ahead. Uh, they uh, they are taken to 
this this mansion, the butterfly mansion. Um, yes. Basically, when Tanjiro wakes up, he is tied up, and he is before the Hashiras. Chris, all of them are there. Um, and we get to meet. He meets them face to face, Chris. The the and he sure does. Is it, I think there's nine of them. Yeah, there's the the nine Hashira, and I want to say all of them, but like one is there initially. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but we're introduced to all of them. We got, you know, the flame, the sound, the love, the mist, the stone, the snake, the wind. That's right. You know, they all they're, got they're, their... they're all Metal Gear Solid bosses, basically, is what they are. <laughs> yeah. And um, basically, they're... Tanjiro is being put on trial for having violated the Demon Slayer Corpse rules by traveling with a demon. Um, yep. You know, Tanjiro... And they're all... They are all like, uh, well, we need to kill her and him. That's the only way. Even, and like, the, the, again, I know you said when we were talking about this earlier this week, you're like, they're all kind of tropey. You've got one who like doesn't give a shit. You've got one that is over enthusiastic. You've got like the uh, you've got the waifu who I'm sure there you can find multiple body pillows of her if you scour the Internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got all, but she's all like of the your... only one that doesn't want to kill him. Yeah, and maybe the Mist Kid. Um, I believe it's Tokido. Oh, he he this kid doesn't give a fuck about nothing. He's like, whatever, I'll probably forget. Yeah, I, a lot of your usual anime trope suspects are here. Um, yeah, the, the whatever kid. But they look cool, at least. You know, they got their fancy hairdos and their cool swords and cool outfits. Yeah, and, and again, that. we got a bunch of characters that are all distinctly different. So yeah, the... Uh, so. Going down the line, you have uh, Giyu Tokyo, Tomioka, who's the, the uh, Tomioka, Tomioka, sorry, uh, who's the water Hashira. You have Shinobu, the insect Hashira, uh, Kyojuro Rengoku, who's the flame Hashira, who, from what I understand, is in the Mugen Train movie, because that's where he, that's where his mission, that's where he gets sent off to after this trial, quote, quote. Then you have uh, Tenjin Uzui, who's the sound Hashira. Mitsui uh, Ken, uh, Kenroji, who's the love Hashira. She's the one who's just all, all tits. Um, <laughs> Tiro Tokita, uh, Toki, who's a fucking forgetful boy, uh, Miss Hashira. Then you have uh, Giyome Hamijima, the stone Hashira. This, this guy's just fucking, uh, just fucking crying the whole time. Yeah, he just cries. Then you've got, uh, <laughs> yep. And then you've got Iguro, who's the uh, serpent Hashira. Then you've got fucking uh, gray-haired Bakugo, uh, Shinazugawa, who's the wind Hashira. Oh, bunch Fuck. of Hashiras. Gonna, yeah, oh, we got Hashiras for days. We got buckets full of Hashira. Um, but basically, they're kind of debating, like, oh, we should kill him, we should give him a trial, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then, I believe it's... I'll say, well, the wind Hashira, well, the wind Hashira, no, the wind Hashira doesn't show up yet. The, uh, the fucking master shows up. Yeah, well, Tanjiro headbutts one of them first. Okay, okay, that happens first, because uh, the, like the wind Hashira... He's like, yeah! Man, he's stabbing into Nezuko's box and, like, pissing Tanjiro oh, off. You know, you know Tanjiro don't like that. He's got a fucking full, full fucking plus ultra cranium coming at you. It gives him a nice headbutt, knocks him to the ground, um, and then... Dude, it's good, too, and, like, all the Hashira are like, whoa. Yeah. And then, of course, the Master of Demon Slayers arrives, Chris. And um, Oh, yes. And his face is fucked. Clearly something has happened to him, because he's blind, too. Yeah, and he's accompanied by the two like white-haired girls who are at the final selection, yep. I believe. Um, yep. And 
basically he, he you know he talks about like that Tanjiro and Nezuko will be there isn't really going to be a trial like they're yeah they're they're sanctioned mm-hmm. like they're allowed to just exist and you yeah, got because you uh, got to deal with it yep yeah, and it's because of the uh, well she hasn't eaten a human in 2 years and she's never she's never eaten a human and hasn't done so for 2 years um which is the time that's passed in the first season which is wild to think uh, but most of that was like training and um yeah it's um, training with Urokodaki yeah, Uro, and that, that, that's who I was going to mention next. Uro Kodaki and Giyu have both put their stamp of approval on this. And they're like, they basically write a letter to the master saying, hey, she is not harmful to humans. And if she ever does, we are so certain of it that if she ever eats a human, we will, us and Tanjiro, will commit uh, seppuku. And we will just kill ourselves. That's right. They will commit Sudoku. And, and they will commit <laughs> Sudoku, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's also What's revealed that Urokodaki <laughs> was the former water pillar, which is kind of cool to see it get passed down to, you know, Tomioka. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they are safe. Hashiros can't fuck with them, really, even though some of them are a little... Yeah. A little pissed off yeah, about I, this. Well, and they're all like, they're all like, Master, we we can't, like, this is wrong. And all of them, all of them except for old, old fucking waifu is, um, she's like, uh, whatever you say, Master, I agree with you. And obviously, uh, Giyu is definitely in the same boat because he clearly, he clearly has all the skin in the game on this. But the rest of them are like, no way, we can't, uh, you know, Master, we follow you to the ends of the earth, we'll follow you to the pits of hell, but we cannot follow you on this. So, Basically, old fucking Win Bakugo here goes into the. Uh, he basically is like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove it. I'm gonna prove she can't not eat a human." So he cuts himself, but then they're like, "Well, it's the sunlight. She's not gonna fucking come out in the sunlight." So he grabs her and brings her inside the shade of the hut and starts dripping his, starts stabbing the fucking box again, starts dripping blood all over it, and of course, Tanjiro, oh boy, he wants to. He wants to skin this man alive, yeah. Cody. Yeah, he is, he is a, so mad. Um, but, you know, Nezuko doesn't... She doesn't bite, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a really cool scene. I, I, I really like this scene. Like, she is struggling. She really wants to do it, but then she's just kind of like... Oh, like, sticks her nose up in disgust, and everybody's just like, whoa. Yeah, and the Master also informs the Hashiro that Tanjiro came into contact with... Uh, Kibutsuji, which they all like shit the bed over. They're like, wait a minute. Oh, never, they're like, no. We've never even seen them. Like, they're asking questions. Now they're all interested. And, um. Mm hmm. <laughs> I love that Tanjiro's like, hey, I still get master. I owe him two headbutts. Can I give him two more headbutts? <laughs> One for each time he stabbed Nezuko. And master's like, no, nah, no, nah, I think you need to calm down there, son. Yeah. Um, and, about, uh, I'm trying to think of what else the master says. Well, I want to say he sends Rengoku on a mission here. He's actually, I want to say this is where he's called out to go on a mission. It's somewhere over the next, you know, couple episodes for sure. Um, which we'll find out more about that here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of where. I guess uh, this is actually over the course of two episodes now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. Because um, I'm looking at, like, I guess the one episode ends with not Nezuko coming out of the box when What's-His-Face is stabbing him. Um, mm. But either way. Yeah, either way, the, the trial has concluded, and now um, I want to say 
Tanjiro is actually escorted to the to the butterfly mansion by members of the 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 cleanup crew that um which you know we didn't really mention on the mountain there's this uh there's this cleanup crew of demon slayers who basically their sword skills aren't up to par but they're still in the core they just serve in more of an auxiliary capacity where they basically the demon slayers come in they they do the job they they leave the bodies and this cleanup crew comes in and you know, any survivors, they take them away. They clean up the any corpses, things like that. Um, yeah, and they're the ones they, who, I guess... They, they're not the keys of keep. What are they fucking called? Uh, they, they have a name. They're, they're basically the fucking cleanup crew. I forget what they're called, but that's what they do. Um, so, basically, they're... Um, oh, what are they called? That's going to eat me up. But I, think, we'll, I think we'll it's the Kakushi, it. I think. Hey, sounds great. You could put any. You could put a bunch of constant, but just do some syllables that end in K and S, and it would make sense. <laughs> I think but, it's the Kakushi. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. But basically, it's time for, like you know, the master tells uh, Tanjiro and Nezuko, you know, go out and fight demons, prove yourselves, blah blah blah. Um, mm-hmm. But for now, you know, it's time for it's time for some healing because you know they've been pretty messed up, and they get taken mm-hmm. to. Like this rehabilitation house, it's within the same. It's all on the yep. same uh, land, I guess you'd call it. Yep, I want to say this is actually like the butterfly mansion that they were going to. Yeah, yeah, the butterfly um, manor. Yeah, and of course, and of course, Cody. As soon as uh, old fucking Tanjiro gets in there, who do we hear screaming and yelling at the top of his fucking lungs? It's our man Zenetsu just fucking bitching and moaning about his medicine. Yep, yep. Our boy Zenetsu once again crying like usual. Um, and I thought this was funny because, like, I guess the um, whatever happened, the, the, he still has to take medicine for like three months uh, because of the spider, the venom that he was injected with. And uh, I guess something happened, and it like kind of it shrunk his limbs, which I guess makes sense because it turned people into spiders. But um. So he got shrunk or parts of him got shrunk. So he was having to, uh, you know, take this medicine to, I guess, grow the length of his limbs back. But he's just pitching a bitch because he's just like, oh, it's, um, it's going to make me, um, it's going to stop my appetite. Yada, yada, yada. I have to take this, you know, every day, multiple times a day for three months. He's just, just bitching and moaning. Just, it's, it's, it's funny, but it lasts way too long. Yeah. And also, too, Cody laying there, which after they talk they realize that he's been laying there the whole time it's just Inosuke who's just a fucking just a fucking just flat stack of pancakes just laying <laughs> there in the bed and he is uh, I laughed when I saw him because he is he is definitely uh, full on depression right here well, yeah he, he got humbled Chris, he had a nice slice of humble pie um, dude fucking cheeky baby humbled him real hard he got fucking because he, re- he because in the, and again, this is what I like about this character. Like he realized that he ain't shit. He is not that strong because he is he was he was just in over his head. Um, this person who wasn't even this demon who wasn't even a Kitsuki just beat the shit out of him. Like he didn't even stand a chance, Cody. Yeah. And uh, basically, you know, I want to say it's, is it the next two episodes where we basically we're just recovering 
in training. Um, yeah, it's all rehabilitation training. And this is that part in an anime where the main character kind of separates himself from the pack. Yeah, because eventually Zenitsu and uh, Inosuke kind of give up on the training. I can't remember if it's during the tag yeah. game or if it's during... There's like a game of tag. It's, it's, it's the cup. It's during the, the water cup thing. Oh, yeah, where, yeah. Well, well, like, Zenetsu is the one who kind of gets him into doing it first. Like, he slaps him around and says, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to. And Zenetsu actually looks like he's ahead of the curve at first. And then, like, when he gets, like, the cup, he's like, there's no way I'd splash a lady. And, like, I don't know. But he basically, but they fall by the wayside really, really quick. And they, they all just start losing every game and competition that they're having to do. But Tanjiro doesn't give up. He keeps training harder. And, you know, I don't want to go into all the details here because it's all just kind of the same thing. But Tanjiro, basically, he gets some time with Shinobu. He get, you, We learned some of her backstory where, you know, her sister was killed by a demon, um, which kind of fueled her hatred for demons. But he kind of he admires the bond that Tanjiro has with uh, Nezuko and and so, you know, she almost kind of is like, hey, you know, I expect great things out of you. You know, you're going to do good things. You know, keep, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Be who you are and, you know, keep this bond that you have. So it was kind of cool to, to see somebody who we thought was bad actually be in Tanjiro's corner. Yeah. She, and she's and like she notices the work that Tanjiro's putting in. Um, we also get to meet yep. the three little girls who. Uh... Yeah, the tra- yeah, they're fun. Yeah, the, I don't think they have names, but they're just like his training partners, basically. Or they're they're the ones who kind of say that you know this is what they do. You know, you should do this, or you know they could break this gourd by blowing into it. They do their their concentrated breathing twenty four hours a day. That's that's how they that's how they operate. Yeah, and that encourages Andrew in, in in turn to you know okay, well now I'll do the what's his breath? Oh, it's total concentration breathing. That's what it's yeah. called. Mm-hmm. Very similar to like how how Deku has like you know one for all always going at like is it eight percent or whatever it is yeah eight percent five percent then fifteen percent then twenty you know, it's, it's, this is what I'm this is the vibe I'm getting that he's just going to gradually learn and as he becomes more powerful he'll be able to do his breathing better for longer in the day but I I've seen the we've seen this before yeah but I do like how they they don't waste a lot of time here like they're when when we're training or when we're uh, like healing up, they 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 kind of move along with it pretty quickly, which I do enjoy. Yeah, th- this is the best pacing in the show is when they're pacing out the training. Oh man, it's like months will go by, and it's like oh, and now he mastered that. All right, cool. Now we can it's get back. Great. Now we can get back to the fighting, right? Um, exactly, and of course, you know, seeing seeing what Tanjiro's doing, it for it actually because um, Inosuke and Zenetsu have just like they've just given up. They're just sleeping in. They're they just, just bedridden. They don't leave the just bed. Fucking, <laughs> that's right. Um, and then, uh, you know, going into the next episode, uh, we also get to see some of Canelo's Canelo's backstory. Um, uh-huh. And she was she's the girl from the final selection. We don't really know yep. too much about, but we find out basically that like she's kind of the final boss in this um in this rehabilitation training by the way is she the one that's doing the she's not doing the tag she's doing she's doing the cup the the tea the medicinal tea that they they block and splash on each other that's right and we find out like when she was younger i guess her family was very poor and all this oh, they stuff were real poor 
Yeah, and so her family was basically going to sell her. Um, they were that mm-hmm. broke that they were just going to sell their daughter. And she was basically rescued and purchased by... By Shinobu and her sister. Yeah, Shinobu and... I think it's Oi. It's like AOI is the girl's name. Yeah, AOE, AOE. She's the other, AOE, she's the other like black-haired girl. I mean, they're all black-haired girls, but like... Mm-hmm. She's the other one. That, I think she's the girl that's doing the tag, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. They were purchased by Shinobu and her sister who was killed. Oh, oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. You're right. You're right. Yep. My fault. Um, yep. And then and that's where she and she's still like very, I mean, obviously she's clearly her entire childhood was nothing but drama, trauma. And um, and the reason she's so stoic now when you we see her flip a coin while the th- while the three main characters are doing their training, trying to, you know, do, and um, basically it's because Shinobu's sister was like, hey, anytime you have to make a choice, just flip this coin. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you'll kind of control your, I don't know, like your, that's how you'll control your destiny or whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, just live your life by a coin flip. It's a pretty cool way yeah, to live. Exactly. Um, yeah, two-faced style. I love it. And of course, eventually Zenitsu and uh, Inosuke start to train. Um, yep. And they start catching up, which is kind of cool. Yeah, because I thought for a second we were going to get like a like a Yamcha situation where it's just like, okay. Yeah, we we were treading on Yamcha and Tien territory <laughs> or like Goku Piccolo territory. And I was like, that's exactly what's going to happen. And I'm going to watch Mugen train and they're going to fucking get their shit kicked in. And Tanjiro is going to be the only one who does not He's going to save the day with a headbutt. Uh, by the way, Cody, if I don't see at least one headbutt in Mugen train, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, or one laser light show. I need one. one, We need something. What would happen if we got the laser headbutt? I don't know if the I don't know if the anime world is ready for the laser headbutt. This is my go down as the greatest anime of all time. If that's the case, we get a laser. Oh man! Holy shit! I'll shit your pants. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so they're training, and I'm trying to remember what. Uh, well, basically, the time comes. Well, we, this is where we find out Rengoku has actually he's called out for a mission. Um, I want to say he's called out to find one of the twelve Kizuki. Uh, they, there's like a sighting of one um, on a train or something like that. Or there's there's people on on this train who have been dying. Like there's a lot of a lot of corpses have come up on this train. So Rengoku is actually sent to. Uh, that's his name, right? Rengoku. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's actually dispatched to that, that happens before the training starts okay yeah i know he gets dispatched to, and we know it to be the mugen train of course um yep we don't live under a rock we know that there, this is the biggest anime movie of all time yeah. yeah we know there's a train we know it's uh it's there's bad guys and we know this guy's on it because he's on like the box art yeah and then um side note though we do get the Inosuke and Tanjiro get swords, their new swords delivered. Oh, which is perfect, because Cody, I remember we were saying last week that why is it, why are his swords different? We fucking learned very quickly why his swords are different. Oh, yeah. It um, was so funny. And we meet the guy that forged, I don't know if he trained Inosuke or he forged Inosuke, I think he forged Inosuke's sword. The so sword, like, and oh boy, when he sees, uh, when he sees, uh, or well, when the guy who forged uh, Tanjiro's sword shows up, it's like, oh no. He is ready to fucking stab him through. Yeah, he's pissed at Tanjiro, and then the other guy seems kind of okay with Inosuke. He's not that mad at him. That is until Inosuke grabs the rock, Chris, and starts to chip away at the swords like he did with his old ones, because they have, like, oh, those my... notches in it. Oh, and he is yep. pissed. He's um, like, ah, oh, much better. Yeah, they get their new swords. Um, and then... And I want to say, they get dispatched to, to go on the train, too. Yeah, they get their new mission. Um... 
Yep. And also, Tanjiro ends up winning against uh, Kano. And they kind of yep. have like a little heart-to-heart moment where he's like, mm-hmm. I can't remember what exactly he says. He says like if he basically was, tells her that she doesn't need a coin flip to, you know. He's like if if it lands on heads, you're gonna follow your heart from now on or something like that. Yep, and I think he cheats the coin toss to make it land on heads because like she she flips a coin to talk, and she's just like goodbye. Well, see ya. Yeah, and Tanjiro's still talking, and that's where he has the thing, and he flips the coin way high up in the air, and um. It lands on heads, and he basically tells her to follow her heart. And he's like, "Oh, by the way, if it would have landed on tails, I'd have kept flipping it till it lands on heads." So, yeah, a cool so little Andre being friendly, being you know, old fucking cool daddy o doing pistol fingers as he goes around the corner. <laughs> yeah, and then um, before they get sh- sent off on their mission, uh, he talks with Shinobu about his father's Hinokoma yep. Hinokami. Yep. The fi- this is where we get the, the talk about the flame and the fire differences and how they're like, oh, they're very different. But I've never heard of any kind of fire um, breathing or anything like that. Yeah, because his dad had fire breathing. And she tells mm-hmm. him about flame breathing. The name's different, like you said. Um, but she's like, oh, well, maybe you can ask Rengoku the next time you see him. Well, fortunately yeah. enough, Chris, they're going to be sent on the same damn train. So it's it's all going to work, right? Right. <laughs> Pretty convenient, and what I love here, because now there's an episode between this, but what I love when they get to the train, <laughs> fucking Inosuke and uh, Tanjiro are just such fucking bumpkins that they're like, what is this creature? What is this? Yeah. Oh my god, is this the lord of the land? And then they're, uh, and like, so that's just like, it's a train. It's a fucking train. And uh, Inosuke is like, what kind of beast is this? I wonder how strong and he like headbutts the train, and and uh, Andro's like, hey, don't do that. What if it's the lord of this land and you're only going to in Rio? Like, and Zenith is like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? And then, Cody, what I really liked here, they answered one of my gripes. So he headbusts the train and the cops show up and the cops are like, whoa, what are you doing? Wait a minute. Why are they carrying swords? Uh, we need to fucking arrest them. So remember what I was saying? I was like, it was outlawed to you know, you was outlawed carrying swords at this point, and the fact that they had that little line in there to address that, Cody, that was enough for me. That's it's little things like that that I really, really appreciate. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, before we get to that train, Chris, we gotta we gotta talk about this uh, pretty gruesome episode. Um, yeah, we have the we have the villains. Uh, we have a uh, we let our man old Michael Jackson. We we get to see his uh, really the setup for what's coming, what's going to be coming to pass. Yeah, and this basically we we see something from a few months earlier. So like we know that Tanjiro and them have been recovering and training for a few months. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the animation here, dude. This wherever it is they're at is really really cool. Oh yeah, it's this, it's like it almost goes like 3D for a little bit here, but basically yeah. the remaining lower five Kizuki are summoned to this crazy looking space um, by this like demon lady and this chick playing like a I don't know what that guitar is called, but like a mandolin or whatever it yeah. is. So, I mean, kind. she's hitting all kinds of twangy notes. Um, twang, 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 twang. Yeah. They don't recognize this. They don't recognize this woman. Uh, is actually Muzan Kibutsuji in his Nezuko cosplay. Um, yeah. Not actually, but you know, it might as well. Like close enough. At this point. And 
tells him to kneel and basically tells him that Rui's been killed and he demands why these lower ranks are so weak. He, he's basically just pissed off at the lower ranks. He's like, anytime Mahashiro's killed, it's always by the upper ranks. Um, you guys are always being replaced by a new one. Um, you know, just kind of... Heads are rolling here. Yeah, he's kind of just giving them an earful. And then, well, he does more than that because he starts to fucking let them have it. Oh yeah, Chris, he starts to fucking kill all these fucking little dudes. <laughs> yes, like the ones like thinking in his head, like, "Well, it wouldn't be that hard." Or he's he's you know saying stuff inside of his head. When we was on Kibbutzi, <laughs> you can read your mind, so you're fucked. <laughs> and he's like, "It wouldn't be so hard if what? If what? Go ahead and finish saying what you were getting ready to say." Yeah. Uh, Act like I can't fucking hear you. What is your problem? He basically kills him right off the bat. Then you get the one dumbass where he's like, I'll just run away. Like, okay. Oh, fucking splat. Just dead immediately. Uh, Basically, and then it gets down to the last one. And what is her name? Oh, oh man. But she's like, oh, thank you for saving me for last. I reveled in the deaths of my compatriots. Uh, you know, basically just like really, really kissing ass here. And I don't know if she's just kissing ass because she knows she's dead or it's just like, she's like, this is, this is it. Yeah. She's like, it's such an honor to die by your hand or something like that. And he's like, yeah, that's a good answer. And then he infuses her with more of his blood. Um, apparently yeah. this is, a, I mean, it's apparently pretty, that's a, it's pretty not, it's not too shabby when of the bottom, you're the only bottom, which means you're one step away from the, from the top echelon of the Kitsuki, right? I mean, basically, right. And yeah, he just I, got promoted. He and, literally just got promoted. <laughs> yeah, and Kibutsuji tells him, "Hey, if you can kill the demon with the uh, Hanafuda earrings, aka Tanjiro, uh, then mm-hmm. I'll give you even more blood." And uh, and she like splats the ground and like she's alive. Yeah, he like sends her out to like a, like basically like warps her out of wherever she's at. She's just like black, just right on the ground. Yeah. And then you see like, she has like a dream type thing of, of Tanjiro running. So she knows exactly what Tanjiro looks like. Yeah. And then, um, of course our, our trio of friends here back in, back in training and all that stuff, they get sent to this, not into the Mugen training though. They get sent on this new mission. Yep. Um, that's when they show up to the train. They have a bumpkin moment. They get chased by the cops. Train's leaving the station. They hop on the train. Yeah, very cool. Oh, the the train animation is also super cool. Oh man, uh, I see- can't wait to watch this movie, Cody. Yeah, it definitely sets it up. Like you can understand why it was such a big a big hit in the theaters. Um, yes, absolutely. The way they set it up is very cool. We see Rengoku on the train, cool. and then of course we see the remaining lower one of the twelve Kizuki, who we don't have a name for just yet. I imagine we'll get that in the movie itself. Um, yeah, which I, I really like, Cody, that th- this movie is just, it's set up by the end of the first season. So, like, th- I like the fact they're using, they use this movie to introduce us to the next season of this phenomenon that is this show, you know? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, a lot of, you'll have a ton of anime that'll, like, have a movie and you're like, well, where does this actually go? Like, you gotta look up a watch mm-hmm. order online like this. It's very clean and cut, like... <laughs> You watch episode yeah, we know where this goes. and then you watch Mugen Train. Like, there's no, no debate here. No muss, no fuss. But Chris, that is Demon Slayer Part Two, episodes fourteen through twenty-six. All in all, uh, I thought it was a lot better than the beginning part. I think I really enjoyed the first ten episodes, but once the Nitsu got there, it got a little stale for me. Um, but he gets a little bit more bearable here. 
uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I, it's a slow burn. Um, I, it took me a while. And again, I, I had tried watching this show four times before this, and I could not get past a certain point. Now that I had to do it, I'm really glad that I did, because I agree with you. The second half, once, once the cast kind of opened up, and you know we got to see more abilities, and we got to see more interaction... I'm in. I, I'm definitely along for the ride. Uh, again, I, I don't know if there's a character yet that I'm super 100% behind other than Giyu. Um Love that character. I hope they don't kill him, and I hope he doesn't become like just like a side character who just becomes weak as fuck as the show goes on. But well, I'd, I'd be okay with him dying if he dies. I'm okay. I'm okay with a good with a good character, a powerful character dying if it if it moves the story along, like I would love to see him die to Michael Jackson. And, uh, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know his name. That's why I keep calling him Michael Jackson. It's easier for me to remember. <laughs> uh, Muzan Kibutsuji. Muzan. Yeah. I would love to see him die to Muzan, which enrages Tanjiro. I don't know. I don't so, want him to die. Chris. He's, he's my favorite. He can't die yet. Let me, so, let, me have him, let me have him for a couple of seasons at least, you know. Well, like I want him, I want him to go out in like a blaze of glory. Like I mean, not not anytime soon, but if it's just time to go, that's how I want it to be. But yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm along for the ride. The show is definitely uh, a lot better than I gave it credit for. I do think it has its issues. It's not. It is definitely not this end all be all that a lot of people who told me to watch it made it out to be. But 100%. I am glad I stuck with it this time. Now, Chris. With that mm-hmm. being said, we got to throw this thing on the anime rankings list. Oh, we sure do, don't we? Oh boy! Do you need, um, I can post your list real quick for you. Oh, I've got it right here. Oh, you got it? Okay. I do. I do. I know where I'm going to put it, so I can go first if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This is going to be my new number eight. Okay. Uh, I okay. thought about this before we started the podcast today. Mm-hmm. It is going to go under Promise Neverland for now. Um, mm-hmm. It's very easy to get past. Um, because the second season of Promise Neverland, obviously, as we know, sucks ass. Um, yeah. I, I, it's going to go right above Japan Sinks, you know, Afro Samurai, all those. Um, mm-hmm. It's just better. Like, the show is just better. Um, animation is probably the best that we've seen so far. I think oh, this well. has better animation than Castlevania. Uh, yeah, I, know, I agree. I know some I people agree. don't consider Castlevania a quote-unquote anime. No one cares. Uh <laughs> I think this has mm. the best animation we've seen so far on the show. Maybe the oh, best animation in anime history. Like the only thing I can even think that comes close to this is Brotherhood. Um, yeah, but it's been a while since I've seen Brotherhood, or really, you know, looked at it with a like a keen eye, like looking at the animation. I think this might just be the best animation we've seen. Period. Um, yep, I yeah. agree. It's gonna be my new number eight for now. We'll see how that goes. You know, with I imagine we'll probably be cranking out like another. Five or six seasons of Demon Slayer as the show goes on. Um, yep. But yeah. And Cody, this one on my list is going to go. I my, I think my numbers are all messed up. Uh, where do you have My Hero Academia on my list? It is your number two. Okay, and then I have number three. I have Promise Neverland. Yep. Where well, this one's going to go, and I want to say after that I should have uh, Japan Six. Yep. Trigun, Helsing Ultimate, Ebop, Death Note. We're, we're, we're going to put this... We're actually going to put this right under Trigun. Okay, so it'll be your new number six. Yes. Because I, I agree with all the points you said. Um, uh, the animation is unparalleled. Um, 
And I'm glad I finally got there. I'm glad I finally got past like the seventh episode and I was able to watch more and enjoy it. And once again, once the cast opens up, it really just doesn't look back. Um, I agree with you. I think Zan- I, I, I understand that he's a, he's a, he's a, a fan favorite. I guess a lot of people like this character. Um, but I also know like Rengoku's like a, like a fan favorite as well from what I've read. So I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for a character. I'm waiting for my favorite character. Uh, Gi right now is my placeholder favorite character because he's just far and away the best character in the show right now. Um, but I'm really waiting for like that favorite character, that character that I'm like, yes, that's, that's my guy. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I think Giyu Tomioka is definitely my favorite. Um, Inosuke is pretty close. Um, of all like the main cast, I'd say Inosuke is probably my favorite of the three. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, now that I've seen him, like, well, I think once I saw him get humbled, yeah, it's that's... kind of changed his attitude because he was just so fucking obnoxious in the first first half of this show. But once he got the shit beat out of him, he's really like toned it down a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. Um, yeah, that is uh, Demon Slayer. Chris, we're going to be covering Mugen Train next week. Um, Can't wait. Now, what that means is... Then we once gotta... season two finishes, yeah, we'll then... come back to Demon Slayer. Yeah, once season two is all done and out, we'll come back to Demon Slayer, of course. Um, but that means we got to set up another poll for next week, Chris. Um, I love polls. We love polls. Um, so, let's see here. Chris, do you want to go out with your picks first, and then I'll read off mine? Yes. Uh, so my picks, there are two that have been on here before. Um, again, because um, we do have coming up on Janu- uh, January 18th is when season two of Dota comes out. And you know how we do here on Shonen and Suds. As soon as a new season of something we've already covered comes out in its completion, we go back and cover that. So we're, you know, we're looking for something that's going to take us a couple weeks, like a, just a two-parter. So my choices are Shaman King, the one on Netflix. And I'm going to put it up again. Dragon Quest, the story of Die. Which, by the way, that uh, there was, a, I guess, a bullshit ranking list online where uh, a fight from that show was, like, in the top five anime fights. I don't want to say maybe of all time or of, like, the last five years or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. We'll so, to, here we are. Hopefully it'll win and we can finally check it out. We, I, I know we've Indeed, because I want to. I love Dragon Quest. I say we've thrown Dragon Quest and we've thrown Shaman King up here a couple times to no avail, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, we will try again. And uh, for my picks this week, the one that I have seen, I'm going to go with Gurren Lagann. Sure, which will probably win. Yeah, probably will, unfortunately. That show is, well, I say unfortunately, like very loosely. That show is just... Yeah, I've heard good things. I've heard really good things. Yeah, it's... It's fantastic. Have you ever seen Gurren Lagann, Chris? I have not, but uh, old Top 8 Johnny said, said I should check it out. Oh, man. And you know, anything Top 8 Johnny suggests is it's nothing but gold, except for... Uh, That's jo- very true. Except for maybe JoJo's, but we'll have to cover that someday. To... <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, phenom- the phenomenon that is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I don't understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Gurren Lagann, and then I'm going to nominate Parasite. It's been one that I've mm-hmm. I've seen on Netflix. I haven't seen it's it. It's Parasite with like a Y. Is this is there a Y in there? Yeah. And okay. all I've seen is like some screenshot images of like people being very like deformed or like alien creatures yeah. like coming out of them. It just looks very weird, very interesting. So I figured I'd go ahead and throw that up on a poll. Yeah, why not? And uh, so yeah, that'll be our poll for this week, guys. Once again, it is Shaman King, Dragon Quest, the story of Die. Gurren Lagan and Parasite. You guys can vote for those over on our Twitter at Shonen and Suds. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
Chris, that's going to do it for this episode. I, I got nothing left. I, I am pooped, Chris. Yeah, the, the, the tank is on empty, and uh, I've, I've used all 11 of my uh, just normal breathing techniques. I am wiped. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And as always, thank you for hanging out with us. And I can't wait to watch Mugen Train.